first week of Advent, and we are called to examine ourselves. Are we ready? Are we prepared to celebrate the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ at Christmas? Often we just get so involved in the flow of everything, the, the way the secular world tries to redefine Christmas. But Advent's a time not to focus on Christmas, but to focus on our preparation. That'll be a little bit of our discussion today on Deep in Scripture as we examine some of the scriptures that challenge us to understand how to follow Christ faithfully. Well, good evening and welcome to Deep in Scripture. This is your host, Marcus Grodi. We're coming to you from the Coming Home Network International Studios. And uh, at the benefit uh, and the great privilege of EWTN Radio, and I want to extend a thank you out to you EWTN listeners, uh, especially those of you who I visited recently when I've had a chance to speak at a number of places promoting the importance of Catholic radio. So I want to thank you for that, those, those of you that showed up, but particularly those of you that support Catholic radio because it is so important. On our Deep in Scripture program each week, I invite a guest to join me to talk about Scripture and the difference that Scripture has made in their life, either bringing them to a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ or to a deeper understanding and appreciation of His Church. And our guest today on Deep in Scripture is Marie Joseph, and her interview of her journey back to the Catholic faith, she's what we would call a revert. She was brought up Catholic, but when you hear her story, you realize she didn't know very much of the Catholic faith, even though she had gone through the typical conveyor belt of baptism, catechism, and confirmation. But like so many, that it didn't really click for one reason or another, and then uh the church wasn't an authentic part of her life, so she moved on. You'll hear her whole story if you want to hear that when I interview her the evening of the March for Life in January. And so you'll want to turn on to that Monday night to hear her story, also to find out about uh, you know what, what brought her back to faith. And in some ways, it was the, the breakup of her marriage that well, let's say at first it threw her into a tailspin, but then the Lord in His uh, grace awakened her to the need for faith and the, we, the need to return to faithful practice in the church, and her life has, has really changed since then. That'll be January 24th, Monday, on the Journey Home program on EWTN television. But a little more background to our guest today, Marie Joseph is a graduate of Cornell University with a B.S. in marketing, communications, and Spanish, and a master's degree in theology from St. Charles Borromeo Seminary. She has taught for, she has taught elementary Catholic school for seven years. She's a certified and trained uh, physical fitness trainer and also in nutrition. She also has a background in theater, director, and choreographer. Um, she's been involved in Catholic mission work in Kenya, Africa. She didn't talk about that on her, <laughs> on her TV show. We have to bring up more of that. She's a single mom of two teenagers with a passion for the Catholic family and bringing others into a better understanding and knowledge of the real treasures of the Catholic faith. She has a website. I want to pass this along to you. It's www.firedupcatholics.com, and it's plural meaning there's more than one, firedupcatholicsplural.com. Check that out. She's got a book uh, that describes uh, how to go uh, through a step-by-step process to come into a deeper walk with Christ, and so I'm sure you can find out information about that on her website. Her focus, though, in joining us today is the difference that Scripture has made in her walk, and she's chosen a number of Scriptures. I'm just going to read one and then we'll take a break, and we'll come back, and then we'll look at this and the other verses that she selected, all of which are available on the Deep in Scripture website. But here's the first verse that she has chosen for us to discuss. Luke chapter 12, verse 49. I came to cast fire upon the earth, and would that it were already kindled. You're listening to Deep in Scripture. This is your host, Marcus Grodi, and you're hearing us on EWTN, 
your global Catholic radio network. Next time on The Journey Home, join Marcus as he welcomes former Presbyterian Dr. David Anders to the show. Find out what convinced him to leave his faith tradition and make the journey home to the Catholic Church. That's on the next Journey Home, only on EWTN. The Journey Home is seen and heard around the world on EWTN. For dates and times in your area, log on to EWTN.com. If you enjoy the Journey Home television program on EWTN, you'll want to purchase a copy of Marcus Gerdeis' book, Journey's Home. Journey's Home contains the conversion stories of men and women who, as a result of their surrender to Jesus Christ, heard a call to follow him more completely in the Catholic Church. Many of them were Protestant pastors or missionaries. Others were laymen who, though working in secular jobs, took their calling to serve Christ in the world very seriously. To order your copy of Marcus Gerdeis' book, Journey's Home, simply visit our website at www.chresources.com or call us toll-free at 1-800-664-5110. Well, welcome back to Deep in Scripture. This is your host, Marcus Grodi. Our guest today is Marie Joseph. Before I bring you on, Marie, though, just now that I'm do a little bit more infomercial here. I was thinking mm-hmm. about every week I mention that there's a website connected to this radio program, and there's a lot of stuff on the website. I strongly encourage you, those listening, if you have access to a computer, get to it. Check out the website. The easiest way to find it is to go to our regular website, chnetwork.org. And when you, you'll you find all the information about the Coming Home Network International, all the things we do, a bunch of stuff. We're here to, particularly to help Protestant ministers who are interested in coming home to the Catholic Church. We're here to help you and do what we can. But you'll link on the Deep in Scripture Live website that will take, take you to the Deep in Scripture. You'll be able to watch our program even as Marie and I are talking. It's right there. All the archives. But here's the thing I wanted to point out. My son, who's our webmaster, wanted me to point out to you that on the website, you can immediately be involved with chat about this program. If you've got questions, we're watching. We've tried to do email and phone calls with the program. It was difficult. But if you're listening to the program either on internet or on radio, if you want to send us a question, please do. And you can use the chat to do that, and we'll try and get you involved with the program if we can. All that being said, Marie, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's <laughs> awesome to be here, Marcus. Thank you well, for having me. Well, I'm glad you're here. You, you've, you've said you've heard the program at least once before and to know what you're yes. in for. Excellent. Before we got on, you mentioned that you were a adjunct professor recently teaching uh, Catholic spirituality. Yes, That's this right. summer at St. Charles. That was a great experience to be able to teach the faith. Yeah, well, Catholic spirituality is also pretty interesting in itself. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. coming into the church, I know myself, when I was a Protestant minister coming into the church, it took a while bef- before I became more aware of the significance of Catholic spirituality mm-hmm. and how different it, it is from where I came from in my Calvinist if there was a spirituality, I mean, I don't want to be flipping about it, but there wasn't much. And uh, right, part of that, so much. what comes from the theology, it really, that the reason there's Catholic spirituality is because we Catholics have always believed that conversion is a continuous process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a spirituality that drives that. And it's changed. The one thing when I was teaching the class, it really ended up a history class mm-hmm. because this, depending on what's happening in those times in society at the time, spirituality can change to lead people uh, closer. And it's always been about the heart, always trying to drive people to have this personal relationship. Um, and of course, the scriptures have always been, it's always been a time when the church is really emphasized as it is now that we must read and live the word of god yeah the the issue of the heart uh eastern christianity always kept that more on the forefront Mm -hmm. conversion of the heart the the western latin church we almost 
moved more to a, a mental, intellectual, uh, doctrinal uh, focus of the faith. That's exactly correct. And and that's it's good, but that's just it's kind of like John Paul says we need to breathe from both lungs and. I think he meant heart. Right, and that was the heart of Vatican II, <laughs> all the documents, and, and that was really the, the whole purpose of that. So it's it's exciting times. Well, I've got you here with a long list of, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> one of these days, I'm going to have to put my foot down. I ask my guest, give me a verse, and I end up getting 12. So, but that's all right. I mean, I'm joking. But you have a list here, and what we'll do is we'll look at each verse uh, as you draw them into discussion. The first one I'm wondering if the audience wondered where we were going to go with this as the as as the bow shot in our discussion, <laughs> and that is Luke chapter twelve forty nine. I read it from the Revised Standard Version, which is what we have posted on our website. Why don't you go ahead? I think you're going to read it from the New American Bible yes. version, which is what you're more familiar with. Yes, yeah. So it reads this. It says, uh, and the title is interesting: Jesus, a cause for division. So where's that, you know, what does that mean? And he says, I have come to set the earth on fire and how I wish it were already blazing. So, so why have you chosen that verse for us? Why? First of all, I know I want everybody listening. I want everybody listening. Uh, you know, I chose this because when I came back to the church and I first started to read the scriptures, I couldn't read the scriptures. I couldn't understand. And how many people say that, right? And uh, I prayed that the Holy Spirit would enlighten me. And all of a sudden, I could read. And so I started to devour the scriptures because it was Jesus. And I was coming to a close relationship with him. And I wanted to do everything he said. And when I came to this verse, when especially what hit me was when he said, well, first of all, Jesus wants to set the earth on fire. What is he? Is right. he a pyromaniac? Is he, you know, like, why does he want to destroy everything? So that confused me. And then it said, how I wish. And, I, you know, of course, I'm in love with Jesus. I want to do whatever Jesus wants me to do. So so <laughs> he wants the earth on fire. Let me help him out. But, but why? I don't understand. So I started to really pray and, and uh, try to study this scripture and uh, try to understand what fire you know, what, what does he mean by fire? Mm -hmm. And when we look at the Old Testament, we see fire in the Old Testament. And we, we see that God sent the fire. It was part of the sacrifice mm -hmm. um, that God transformed, that he provided the fire. Whenever uh, the Israelites were wandering in darkness, he provided the fire, you know, the pillar of fire at night, you know, right? And so, um, and then he transforms in the fire. And the more I started looking at this, and the other verses are going to uh, relate to this, is that, the fire is used to transform us. It's also used to test us and to uh, purge us of all the things. So, um, but very often we're afraid of this fire. <laughs> and uh, really the message today is, especially starting with Advent, is we want to be in the fire. We want, and sometimes when we get to this time of year, we look at our lives and we say, they're not perfect. They're dysfunctional, and we get depressed, or we or, or agitated because our life isn't perfect. But as Christians, or or anybody who's who wants to get closer to Jesus, if that's what our life looks like, this fire is actually a good thing, mm -hmm. you know. And as you mentioned, my my life actually my my journey home really was because the fire came and tested. And again, some of these other verses are going to relate to this. But when the fire came to me. Uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful now for that fire because it did transform my life. Yeah, um, I'm looking at your verses to see. I don't want to jump ahead and, and grab one that. No, you didn't. You didn't plan this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was just thinking about John the Baptist. You know yes. that 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 he will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So when you think about the two, what's the significance of being baptized with fire? The um, to receive fully of the Holy Spirit so that we aren't blocking or quenching the Holy Spirit, as Jesus also talked about in other places, Paul talked about, is that it's our sin stands in the way, can prevent us from being totally open to the work of the Spirit. Uh, it can prevent the Spirit from working through us because of our pride, our sin, uh, self-centeredness, our fear, our, our unwillingness to be hurt. 
so we hold back. Mm. And so we're being, we receive the Holy Spirit in baptism, but if we're not purged of the junk, then we can't grow. Exactly. And so there's the fire. I'm so excited that you brought that up because, by the way, <laughs> this list is cut down. I had That was the second scripture that I had on the list, and I had to cut something poor John the Baptist. But um, what I, I'm so glad you said that because when you were speaking, what I was thinking of is St. Saint, Saint, uh, Thomas Aquinas described the sacrament of confirmation. I love to give confirmation <laughs> talks, fired up confirmation talks. So uh, baptism, is, he says, is the birth, the spiritual birth. Now, when a baby's born, it has everything, and you don't say, okay, walk now, baby. You know, the baby has to be nurtured and uh, has to be fed nutrition. And then confirmation is the strengthening. So when we receive the power of the Holy Spirit, that fire is actually what strengthens us in our faith. So if we back away or we don't really receive that, that, that we're, we're missing our strengthening, it comes in the fire. So, uh, yeah, I love that. That was great. Well, that's... That's what Advent is. You know, we are, this is a, a, like a mini Lent yes. so that we should examine ourselves. And we're going to get later to the First Corinthians 3 passage, which is going to deal with a lot of this stuff because um, the biggest danger is that we become uh, self-content thinking we don't need it or that we've arrived. Mm -hmm. In fact... My favorite spiritual writer, modern spiritual writer, which you taught spirit, Catholic spirituality, so I'm sure you use a little bit of Father Garrigou Lagrange's stuff. Mm -hmm. It was John Paul's teacher. Um, and I've, I've mentioned this, those of you listening to this program, forgive me for repeating myself for the 4,000th time, but he, he has this quote about, in the ways of God, he who does not progress loses ground. And we can never presume we've arrived. And that's what the fire is about. It awakes us up makes us uncomfortable, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes yeah, God uses, like in your life, sometimes God uses difficult situations as the fire. That's right. And we'll look at people that we love and we wish knew their faith better, practice their faith, but then we don't want them to suffer. You know, and I say, let the fire, you know, let the fire come because that's, that's going to be maybe the way that God is bringing them to this place. You know, and, and uh, so, so there's a lot of great examples in the scriptures of this and of the saints as well. Yeah. All right. So Jesus said, and I guess I'm looking at the RSV version, that this was one of the reasons he came. You know, John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he sent his son, that whosoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Okay. So often we hear that message that the purpose of the gospel is salvation. It's true. Mm hmm but I know a lot of Christians, I look at my own background, evangelical background, that seemed like all we thought about was salvation, not between here and there. Once saved, always saved, I've arrived. Now, I just can't wait to die. <laughs> I mean, you know, the words, I can't wait to be with Jesus. But we, from a Catholic standpoint, traditional Christian standpoint, the journey between here and there is what's really important. Absolutely, absolutely. And so Jesus is saying, I came to cast fire upon the earth. You can see that what that is talking about is he's, he means to change people's lives, make them uncomfortable so that they turn to him. In your own journey, you did for a while turn in the other direction. Yes. And, yes. and, and, uh, and maybe that your turning in the other direction was what was necessary for you so that God could break through the shell to reach your heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I really believe today as well is that fire, think about this, I, I've been thinking about this, the fire, even in our society today, fire, we're afraid of. Fire, we only use for, uh, we like it at a campfire, it's entertainment, it keeps us, but, but on a regular basis, we don't even see fire anymore. It used to be in the prehistoric yeah. time. Fire was man's friend. He'd carry fire around on a yeah. stick, and he would get warm with the fire. He would always be kindling the fire, otherwise he couldn't eat. Right. We don't see the fire in our stove. We don't see it in our light. We don't see it in our car, the <laughs> explosions. So, and then we think of words that we use, like, you're fired. 
that's a negative connotation. So mm-hmm. in our vocabulary today, the word fire is not a positive word. So uh, these are all things that as well, I think, work on us being afraid. To change us in God's direction. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, another scripture that you pointed out is Luke 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that where you want to go? Or, yes, or, absolutely. Because you said you took a bunch of them it. out of your list. But this you, is <laughs> it. No, no, no. It de- this is definitely it, Marcus. All right, so. let, me, let me tell you the verses, and then I think I'll have you read them because you, you're more focusing on your translation. But the, the scriptures we're going to look at are Luke 22, 31 through 34, and then later 54 through 57. And basically what we're getting at is, um, on the one hand, you have Christ warning Peter that he's going to fail. Of course, Peter says, no, no, I'm never going to fail. And then we jump ahead to where he does fail. So why don't you go ahead, Marie? Thank you. So so when I said example, I, I, I said Peter. Peter's this great example, and the church is built on Peter's asking for forgiveness. But what I wanted to point out here today in Luke 22 starting with verse 31, is how, is how Jesus actually already foretells that his, te- his faith is going to be tested, and that's mm-hmm. this, the fire is the test, right? Mm-hmm. So he says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded to sift all of you like wheat, but I have prayed that your own faith may not fail, and once you've turned back, once you've turned back, you must strengthen your brothers. So I just wanted to show that Jesus had already said this about his faith being tested. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to jump to uh, later in the chapter where then we quickly have Peter's denial of Jesus. And what I wanted to point out that someone might never have even looked at before when it comes to fire is it says, you know, after arresting them, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter was following at a distance. So that whole thing about being, mm-hmm. you know, at a distance. Okay. And then it says, here that they lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sound around it and peter sat down with them when a maid saw him seated in the light she looked intently at him and said this man too was with him and he denied it saying woman i do not know him so what i wanted to point out to everyone is that this fire what happens he denies him at a fire and what's he doing he's warming himself in the fire. <laughs> How many people today are warming themselves and being entertained by their faith and not being in the fire? We're supposed to be the fire. We're supposed to be the fire and let other people be warmed by us. But I just wanted to bring that up about Peter, how the denial took place at the fire and he's warming himself and denying. You know, it's, I don't know, do you have a fireplace in your house, uh, yes. Marie? Yeah, and uh, we do in both of our places, uh, our farmhouse and then our 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 smaller home in, in Steubenville. And in uh, and I love bonfires. We're all, we all like to make bonfires out in our farm. We've got lots of, I could do a bonfire for the rest of my life. You know, I've got I so many it. trees laying down, but I mean, I've I got it. more. But th- there's something about it. Uh, the, the sociologists, secular sociologists would just say that's it's uh, a subliminable memory from our caveman heritage mm. that we're connected to. The, well, there's more to it than that. And I think that when you sit, how reflective is it when you sit in, in front of a fire? Reflect, uh, what I mean is mentally. Mm. You know, we, it's a, it's a, we just sit there and why do you feel like you're doing something when you're just sitting there? You feel like you're accomplishing something. You're just enjoying sitting in the f- crackling and the light and the flickering of the flames. And uh, there's something about togetherness. Is all of that. What is there? And I think we're connected to the Creator in a way because w- there's the raw creative energy of our Lord Jesus in that fire. And you pointed out in the that's right in the middle of where. Peter, he's at a distance from Jesus. He's not, he's no longer walking along, willing to follow him wherever he goes. He's not just lingering back, but he's, it says at a distance. You know, the gospel writers didn't skip a word. Mm -mm. And so he's at a distance and then he's in front of the fire. And if you, if you think about, as you're saying, if you think about him reflecting, He's there. There may have been a long time before that first person said, hey, wait a second, I know you. There may, he may have sat there 20 minutes 
half an hour thinking, reflecting. That's what fire does. It makes us reflect mm -hmm. and think. Uh, there's something about that play. We all know that. I think I'm talking about something we all share. There's something about sitting in front of a fireplace. At our other house, when the fire's in the fireplace, it doesn't heat the house at all. <laughs> so why do we do it? Because there's something about it. Mm -hmm. But Peter, in that moment, failed. He failed in that moment. In his reflection, all that's going on, maybe he was reflecting about all that they'd done for the last year or two with Jesus, and the man comes up, and in the moment, he fails. The assurance for each of us that Peter fails. That's it. That's it. And do you know that the heat, what I love about fire, I've really gotten into it because of this verse, is that it's it's Trinitarian. It's it's there's oxygen, there's three parts of the fire, the wood and then the, <laughs> the chemical substance and, and when that the, the heat, heat, wood or whatever is gonna be burned, and oxygen are the three parts of the fire. And the um, heat, the way the heat is increased is the atoms breaking apart and coming back together, breaking apart, coming back together, that creates heat. So it's interesting that we can look at our own lives and say, the break, it's broken, my life is breaking apart, it looks terrible on the outside, but really what's happening is more heat's created and it's in that, trans. that's what's transforming you and that's what also is attracting other people to the heat that you're, you know, that, so, so that's all very important and, and when we look at Peter, we can see that his, and Jesus already said, when you turn back around, strengthen, Strengthen yeah. the brothers because you will have the fire. So um, yeah, so that's what's that's what's really well, exciting here. In our lives, when something bad happens in our lives, especially when we find ourselves in an awkward situation, it is an opportunity of witness. What are we made of? And it, when you again look at these verses. He was walking at a distance, and he could have safely escaped. But a fire was kindled, and it says that he went and sat among them. So there he's, he's thinking he maybe he can absorb into the crowd, but there's a fire among them. Mm -hmm. And it says that this maid, seeing him as he sat in the light... So in other words, there's something about the fire and the light that revealed him to her. The crisis, the thing that happens in our life, reveals who we are to other people, and they see us. That's now, it. when they look at you, when they look at me, do they see Jesus? And so when we're in the midst of our work and our neighborhood or our family, and they see us sitting there, do they say, wait a second, you're one of his What's our response? Peter's response was wrong. Mm. Now let's don't point a finger at Jesus. <laughs> because how many of us, when we're out in, in the world, and someone says, are you a Christian? Are you Catholic? Do we boldly say yes, or do we say, oh, we mumble or move on or ignore? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the message That's here. That's exactly it. That's beautiful. You know, where's the, you know, what's at the core of our, of our uh, witness? Wood, hay, or stubble, or gold? And we're mm. going to talk about that in a moment. Yes, we are. Why don't we take we a break? Are. That sounds like a good time to take a break, <laughs> all right? We'll do that because we got a couple other verses that we're going to look at in just a little bit. You're listening to Deep in Scripture. This is Marcus Grodi, your host. I'm joined today by Marie Joseph, and you're hearing us on EWTN, your global Catholic radio network. EWTN.com is online with program information, the latest news, Pope Benedict XVI, plus tools for living the faith like prayers, Catholic Q&A, and other resources. Log on today to EWTN.com. Next time on Mother Angelica Live Classics. In salvation history, St. Anne was chosen to give birth to the Immaculate One. Join Mother as she talks about the Immaculate Conception and how God prepared the Blessed Virgin Mary to be the Mother of our Savior. That's on the next Mother Angelica Live Classics, only on EWTN. Mother Angelica Live Classics is seen and heard around the world on EWTN. For dates and times in your area, log on to EWTN.com. 
Welcome back to Deep in Scripture. This is your host, Marcus Grodi. I'm joined today by Marie Joseph, and uh, we're looking at a variety of, of neat scriptures, all kind of focused around the, the image of purging and fire. And, uh, and that's a common theme. We could spend a book uh, 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 more than just one program. Absolutely. The, the whole biblical idea. I mean, it was the fire that guided them out of out of Egypt, you know, so there was always this fire. Of course, I love the image you referred to earlier, and that's when, I think it was Elijah, mm-hmm. and, and the fire coming down and consuming the, the wet wood and burning all the, the false prophets. I mean, so yes. we've, had, we've always had this image. But particularly, we're looking at the, the image of how God uses fire as a, not just a symbol, but in reality, as a, a cleansing of our soul and our heart. And the need for that. Um, and the next verse that you had in line, Marie, is um, from uh, Peter 1.7. I'm going to read it in my version, yes. and then you read it in yours. Okay. Because it's interesting to hear the differences. I'm reading from the Revised Standard Version, Christian, uh, Catholic Edition, and you're reading from the New American Bible. It says, So that the genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, which, though perishable, is tested by fire, may redound to praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Is that much different than yours? Go ahead, why don't you go ahead and read uh, yours? If you like. Yeah, just a little bit. And, and the beauty of this, act, the reason why it's here, too, is to show how Peter came all the way around yes. to acknowledging and teaching everyone, which is what we're all supposed to do. Be tested, come through the fire, and teach others. And this is what Peter says. He says, and, and before this, he says, you're going you're gonna to have to suffer. You may have to suffer a little bit through some various trials. Mm-hmm. Anybody suffering? Uh, and then he says, so that, you're suffering, so that the genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that is perishable, even though tested by fire, may prove to be for praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So mm-hmm. whole point being here is that Peter now is calling it the refiner's fire that we hear about mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the last books before the New Testament about the refine the, that he's saying your faith is tested by fire. So he, he comes full circle and then is acknowledging and teaching all of us that it is through the fire, this precious faith. Yeah, when, if you think about a jeweler who has before him a a, a raw diamond that someone has mined and laid before mm-hmm. him and it's rough and it's got impurities around it but for it to become a precious gem it has to be cut and if it's cut wrongly it can be shattered right you know it's got to be hit at the right angle exactly so that that jeweler's got to know what he's doing and it's not um, something that, that any amateur ought to be trying. An amateur ought to look to a jeweler to take a rough stone to make it into a diamond. I'm talking about spiritual direction here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And here the image of this is gold that is perishable unless tested by fire. And so a rough piece of gold out there to be made into a beautiful jewel takes the skill of someone that knows how hot you can heat gold, you know, how malleable, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, we, we see in this that our faith needs to be tested by fire. Mm-hmm. We do. Right. The danger is most of us just would do it on our own. Seriously. And, and I love the words <laughs> here, genuineness of your faith. I mean, that's a little scary. You know, when you read this, you go, I'm all right. Aren't I good to go? You know, it's the genuineness is what's being, how genuine and back to the heart again. Is it really about heart? Are you going through the motions as it is so um, kind of easy to do sometimes in the Catholic church, you know, stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. Uh, so it's the genuineness. And then he mentions about how perishable, it's a perishable good. It is a perishable good. And Peter knows because he's had the experience of how quickly it slipped away when it was tested. Although he had said, I love you, I love you, I love you. Uh, you know, he already went through this. So I love those words and how it's, uh, and all of this is for the praise and the glory of Jesus Christ. Um, in your journey, you describe that 
you were brought up Catholic, mm. but for a good part of your, your your life, young life, you just figured you were part of the Catholic club. That's the way you describe it. Yes. And so the point is, many of us can be blind to how shallow our faith is, how impure it is. We've picked it up along the way. Right. I, I jokingly say it's a bit like the hard drives and computers. Every once in a while, they need to be defragged. You know, that's a exactly, mess. Exactly, exactly. You picked up files here and there, random, and they're just in there. And so it slows down, and pretty soon it, it doesn't work anymore. It needs to be cleaned up and, and defragged. And that's what Advents and Lent are all about. Mm-hmm. And But in, in the same way that I personally would not just dig into my computer and decide which how to straighten it out i depend on a program that's been designed by an expert and in in many ways what i think this verse and others are calling us to do is to admit that we on our own can't even straighten out our spiritual lives that that it might be easy for us to clean up the outside of our life so we look good i'm not going to steal anymore i'm not going to do this or that but, but the spiritual life deals with what's on the inside of the skin. And we need help for that, mm-hmm. which the church has always said. That's why you're not on your own, just you and Jesus. You need the body of Christ. I love that you're saying this. And really, it's uh, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to take a look and a deeper walk and know that it's possible. See, so I come across so many people who say, oh, well, Marcus, you know, your faith is so strong, but I could never have that kind of faith, you know, or, uh, and, or, the, I, you know, if I, if I, if I follow Jesus, he may ask me to do something that I don't want to do. He may, you know, something may happen in this fire, I'm afraid. So really, we, you know, the message here is coming straight from Peter is your faith, you need to come closer. And again, this is a perfect time in Advent. Right. Something else I want to point out in this verse, um, and this is the Revised Standard. I'm not can't remember what yours said, mm-hmm. but at the end, after it's tested by fire, it it describes kind of the trajectory of the goal that it may redound to mm-hmm. praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. what I want to point out is that sometimes many Christians only focus on, am I saved? Salvation, am I saved? And once they've got that figured out, they think, then I've arrived, and that's all I need to worry about, is um, am I saved or not? Am I saved? And really, the focus of Scripture is not on that. To a certain extent, whether you're saved or not, leave that to Jesus. What our focus is by grace is to give him glory. Amen. Praise and glory. That's what it's about. You give God the glory and then and praise and honor and glory, it says here. And then you by grace grow in holiness. Yes. The fire should purge you, mm-hmm. and you must be willing to be as purged as possible because you want to stand before God without embarrassment. That's what you worry about. Amen. Amen. I mean, that's what the spiritual life is about in the Catholic spiritual right. Amen, amen. And, and the same way that a car, it runs on perpetual explosions of fire mm-hmm. that we can't even see. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to run on perpetual explosions of fire as a journey, as not as a, a one point in time that we're saved and it's over and now I'm good to go. It, it doesn't work that way. And that's the beauty of relationship. You don't say that to your spouse, okay, you, you love me? great okay good i don't we don't have to worry about this relationship anymore so it's the same it's the same thing it's a relationship we're going to take another break and we come back we're going to look at one last section of scripture that also deals with fire and purging and that's the first corinthians 3 passage is always also one of those verses that's the foundation for the catholic church's belief in purgatory so we're going to look at that in a moment when we get back you're listening to Deep in Scripture. This is your host, Marcus Grodi, joined today by Marie Joseph, and hearing us on EWTN, your global Catholic radio network. The Coming Home Network International is a nonprofit Catholic lay apostolate dedicated to helping Protestant clergy and laity come home to the Catholic Church. 
It was founded by Marcus Grodi, the host of this program, as well as the Journey Home television program on EWTN. If you are on the journey and interested in learning more about the Coming Home Network International or know someone who's thinking of becoming Catholic, please visit our website, www.chnetwork.org, or contact us at 1-800-664-5110. Next time on Life on the Rock, young adults are challenging popular culture through different artistic mediums. Tune in when Suzanne Hall of Goodness Reigns joins Doug and Father Mark to talk about the Catholic film contest that they're having for next year's World Youth Day. That's on the next Life on the Rock, only on EWTN. Life on the Rock is seen and heard around the world on EWTN. For dates and times in your area, log on to EWTN.com. Welcome back to Deep in Scripture. This is your host, Marcus Grodi, joined today by Marie Joseph. Before we get back into discussion, I want to extend an invitation to you. A number of years ago, we developed a small brochure called Read the Bible and the Catechism in a Year. And we did that partially because we began to know more and more Catholics that had never read the Bible from cover to cover. You hear it every week, but you don't often sit down and read the whole thing. And so there's a lot of the scriptures you may not notice from Sunday to Sunday. You may not know the whole flow of the whole Bible because you've never read it in one, as I tell my kids, in one swell foop. You know, it was just <laughs> it, 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 broken up. So we put together this small guide, to, breaks the Bible up into manageable portions for daily reading and the catechism takes about 15 minutes a day, read it all year, and at the end of the year you treat yourself to a steak dinner or whatever. But um, we'd love to have you think about starting it. And I want to remind you now so that you can make a commitment January 1, you begin. Begin anytime, but you can begin. If you go to the Deep in, the Coming Home Network website, chnetwork.org, and you click on, there's a link that says Library. If you click on that link, you'll find a number of free downloads, and one of the free downloads is the Read the Bible and the Catechism in a Year. Have you ever done that? No. I'm getting the book. <laughs> <laughs> getting your book. It's also on the webpage. Uh, I just wanted to let you know, those of you who go to chnetwork.org, you will see the link there to download this. And, you know, I didn't say that to... No, I uh, love it. But what a great resource to to tell people that when they first are coming back or they're searching, here, do this. It's yeah, a great start. thing. I wish I knew about it's it. It's not just to let you know. It's not uh, divided up by liturgical seasons. It's just you begin at the beginning That's and awesome. read your way all the way through, and you can get involved with others. Challenge others to do the same. That's right. Make it a contest. Community. <laughs> there you go. All right. Now the uh, the next verse. Marie is uh, is is really important. It's one we were thinking about. I was, I was holding myself back to get to because it's so exciting. Uh, yeah, this is the one. I mean, this is uh, a biggie, and it's an important section because it's after Paul has said, you know, that uh, he didn't build the church on Apollos or Peter or whomever. It's on Jesus Christ as the cornerstone, and and then he says, and I'm reading the RSV. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, hay, wood, and stubble, each man's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Right. So I see myself, I love this scripture. And I think the main message I would love to convey would be, we're all building. We're all building. Some, we're we're yeah. all building something, whether we realize it or we're not, we're all building, especially if we're already followers of Jesus. Uh, so are we building with gold? Are we building with straw, hay? The fire will test it. If it's straw or hay, you know what's going to happen. It will be burned up. Mm -hmm. um, and the scripture also reminded me when I, again, relating to my story and coming back to church is that uh, the time when Jesus talks about building on rock and not on sand. So I 
So I, I can relate to that saying, okay, so when the fire came, everything was destroyed, but I was saved, you know, and, and that's why I love this scripture is that, but we have to get, we have to realize that we're definitely building. We just might not realize we're building. This uh, list of, of, of uh, elements that the author uses to describe the value of what we've built, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw. I don't think I ever appreciated this, the, the graduated distinction in those six things until I had this farm. Because many times, as I mentioned, my boys and I have bonfires and, and we have a, a wood-burning stove in the, in the house. And, and take, for example, wood, hay, and straw. They burn quite a bit differently. Usually when you think of hay, it'll burn fast, but not as fast as straw. Mm. Straw is... When you make hay, hay is what the animals eat. They don't eat the straw. The straw is the, the pure refuse. It has no value except for the animals to lay on. That's it. The hay has value because that's what the animals eat. If you, if you put the two on the ground, they'll eat the hay. The straw stays. They know different. They're not going to eat the wood, but the wood's what the barn's made out of. The wood is is structural. You can't... Though there are some sustainable type folk today that want to build houses out of straw, the reality is it's the wood. Think about it. Our whole world was built out of wood or stone mm-hmm. until uh, steel was. And then even precious stones are not as valuable as silver and not as valuable as gold. And the point is, it isn't just good things and bad things, that there are layers of that. And when we look at our lives, there's some stuff that isn't even worth straw. Some stuff a little more value, some more value. And so you see in those six things the journey of conversion. It isn't a one-sign conversion. It's a journey. I think of Teresa of Avila and her seven Mm -hmm. castles. Yes. You've got layers. That's right. John of the Cross. There's the three ways of the spiritual life. There's the, the the purgative, and then the others are all more of a passive change. But they're levels. They're journeys. Where are you at? <laughs> That's it. Where are you in Jesus today? And and I love that it says in, in the verse I have, and it might say this in yours, it's the fire itself. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire itself will test. You know, it's God. It's God. <laughs> there will come a time. This is Advent, folks, and uh, it was appropriate that we looked at this at Advent. That's what we do in Advent is we anticipate the possibility that we will meet Jesus soon. Mm. And I'm going on the record to say that Jesus is coming in our lifetime, Mm. either in the clouds or at the moment we die. Mm. We will all see Jesus in our lifetime. Yes. And, uh, you know, when John talks about eternal life, he doesn't talk about it in future tense. It's always present tense. Eternal life is now. It begins now mm-hmm. for eternity. It begins mm-hmm. now. So in Advent, this is very appropriate, is that it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one of us has done. Um, if we stood before our Lord tonight, what, what have we built with? Have we been content with straw? It's better if we've gotten a little bit, at least we're hay. <laughs> okay, that's better. But in the ways of God, he who does not progress loses ground. Mm-hmm. So that's why God doesn't just save the fire till the end. It sometimes comes now, as it did in your life. That's right. That's right. And, and another thing that um, you're reminding me of is when fire, you know, forest fires where there's a lot of, um, no, no. Uh, the, the forests where there's a lot of dead wood, you know what they do, right? They go around and they start lighting fires to burn off that because if there's so much dead wood, uh, yeah. a forest could totally catch into a massive fire that's then totally destructive and out of control. <laughs> so they light fire to remove the dead wood. 
And when I we think of Advent right now, we think of we light candles. We we're thinking about the light that's coming into the world, um, the light that's going to enlighten the pagans, as as uh, the prophets Simeon said at, at the uh, presentation. So so light. We're, we're so so the church and its its beauty and wisdom has given us this time to think about light, fire. You know, reflect on where we are, what our relationship is like. And as you, you've mentioned, not to be carried off, uh, how are you spending your time in Advent preparing to receive delight um, versus doing what the world is doing right now, which is already celebrating Christmas and Advent? So um, it's a perfect time to, to examine this. Verse 15 is, uh, I want to make sure I mention this, is particularly one that clarifies that what we're talking about here is purgatory. In other words... Mm-hmm. When it says, if any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Now, those Christians that teach kind of a once saved, always saved, and you get to heaven, well, those same people want to want to say that the way we live our life is irrelevant. But all this, this entire verse talks about our works and the necessity and the value of works. Jesus talks about the rewards that come mm-hmm. from works in his Sermon on the Mount. But what we're seeing about here is that this person is already saved. In other words, this is a person who died in grace and is heading to heaven. But before he gets into heaven, he's examined. And the stuff that's junk is purged away. He will end up in heaven. This person is saved in Jesus Christ. But when we stand before God, is is our whole life just going to be burned away? Or is God going to say, well done, good and faithful servant? Mm -hmm. And that's the point of of this passage. And uh, I want to make sure you remind us, tell them a little about, we got just a second, but your little book you've worked on, it's for us, it was designed to help people do through 30 day. Yes, it's, it's designed to, for people to create a spiritual plan for themselves that they do and create habits, habits that you'll have a lifetime that will help you to really experience Jesus Christ in an orderly way. So you make sure you're practicing your faith. And if they want to find out more about that, it's firedupcatholics.com. Firedupcatholics.com. Don't forget about the fire and Fired Up Catholics. <laughs> All right. Well, Marie, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Uh, Advent is just not a time for making sure your lists are all complete for Christmas, right? That's it's a, right. It's a time for us to examine our lives, to make sure that we're, we're preparing ourselves and we're ready to meet our Lord and to be able to stand before him without embarrassment. So thank you for joining us on the program. Thank you. Fired up. Thank you. And all of you who are listening, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this again. Go to the Deep in Scripture website, chnetwork.org, and get connected with the work we're doing. God bless. See you again soon.